Oh, Bree, it's your turn to have the dogs barking in the background and poor Momo's a little bit quiet. <laughs> she thinks she's a big guard dog. Mm. Well, everyone, welcome back to A Creative Affair. I'm Bree, and I'm here with Len, who's in Sydney. I'm in Texas and Len is in the middle of winter and it is hot outside here. I think we have opposite weather going on right now, Len. <laughs> We have a beautiful sunny blue day, but I'm inside uh, huddled over a heater under my desk, warming my legs. So it's it is cold here in Sydney today. And I have my AC on full blast, and it's still not cold enough. So, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm talking like a hundred and two Fahrenheit, like thirty eight Celsius. I don't know. <laughs> it's hot mm, heat wave. Definitely yeah. a heat wave. Yes, heat wave. So today, actually, I brought this up. Uh, I I was having a chat with a friend of mine who uh, used to be a designer. She's still a designer. She just doesn't do it for her profession anymore. <laughs> but um, we uh, had a brief conversation about creativity on demand, and I thought it would be interesting to talk about. So I think. I don't even think we have to define it because we all know what creativity on demand is. I want to know, like, what what are some initial thoughts you have about creativity on demand, Lynn? And have you ever had to be creative on demand? I have had to be creative on demand. And the most obvious example for me is uh, being a teacher. Uh, When I show up to teach, I have to teach. And I don't ever work from a script. In fact, I write my lesson plans on the size of a post-it note most days. Uh, And I do that on purpose so that I actually um, uh, am responsive to my students uh, and I force my own hand at being creative. So um, I have developed over many years of practice this habit of um, being creative uh, when I need to be uh, in the in the moment. And I have created a whole lot of little tricks to um, prepare myself and uh, to be ready for that. And uh, actually the, the, the easiest one is I start with questions and I ask the students what they would like to learn from me. And I start this huge conversation and as I'm sitting there and uh, they're asking me questions, I start to get answers. And through that process, by the end of them explaining what they would like for me, I have an idea of where to start. So I create space and uh, I start searching for ideas. And as they start flowing in, my mind is fiddling around with them and I start to have answers turning up. And I know that's an educational example, but that crosses over into art as well, I think, that very much so that uh, you can force yourself to be creative when you need to be. Yes, because having some space there to open your mind is flow in and out is a negative pressure, right? Where, where we're like, I have to do this. It has to get done right now. Um, of what I would think. I, I mean, I've, ha- I've been in these situations, maybe not necessarily totally with photography, but um, 
Maybe I have. I'm going to think about this for a minute with in my photography. I'm going to let that idea percolate on the back of my mind. But I know there have been times where I'm like, I have to do this right now. And every single time I've thought that, I do not get, I, it does not happen because I haven't left space. I have a lot of, like, if we have this big sphere of space where we would need to have ideas moving about and we have half of it taken up with like in our brains and we have half of it taken up with all of this thinking about how we have to get it done and we have all this pressure and all of the thinking that goes on behind it then there's only a small bit of space for like ideas to come because I have I have been able to create eventually with that um but I think you're faster when we can like relax and feel more open and be curious. Um, I also think it comes from trusting ourselves to know that we'll be able to do it. Give, you know, even if, even if we have to do something in a short amount of time, I find, um, Oh, I have an, I have an example. I've talked about this before, but not in this way. Yeah, no, talk. please tell us your example, Brie. I'm, I'm, I'm I like taking listen. turns. <laughs> Just, I'll do the whole podcast by myself, Lynn. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, way back when we were starting this podcast and your uh like we had, we had talked about what we were going to call it. And we, we decided we were going to call it conversations on creativity. In fact, we record through riverside.fm and our studio is called conversations on creativity because we've never changed it. So, um, well, haven't I, we? but I'll go and have a look at that now. <laughs> no, it is, but whatever, it doesn't matter. And no one sees that. And we're like, yeah, it's conversations about creativity. We can do that. Or the, the podcast is called a creative affair. So I asked my husband. Oh, it reminds us of what we're doing. Like it's almost a working title as opposed to our marketing title, isn't it? And it keeps us a little bit focused that it, it is our podcast is always to be a conversation about creativity and that's what we're doing. And yeah, I often have two titles going or I figure out the marketing one after I, I've been one for many, many, a long period of time, but I'm sorry, that's a little aside. <laughs> no, I think that's fun because it gives us a space to not get, get dragged down into the minutia, we can just not have a basic idea and then keep moving forward. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think that's what it gives us. And sometimes these aren't even really creative things are just, they're just words to help us stay focused. So. <laughs> okay. So now I've got to wind you back to what you were going to say. Yeah. And I'm sorry that I I'm distracted <laughs> you there. <laughs> so I asked my husband if he would come over and I'm sorry if you've heard the story before, but I asked my husband if he would come over and help me get a URL, a, like a website name, because he's kind of my IT guy. Now, actually, side note, I know how to do that stuff now and I'm super proud of myself. So anyway, I don't <laughs> even need to ask him, but thank goodness I didn't know how to do it then because that is why we have a new podcast name. So he came over, he came over to me and I said, hey, can you get this URL? I don't know how to do it. And he said, okay, he like pulled up the computer and he held his hands over the keyboard and he was like, okay, what do you want? And I said, okay, it's called 
conversations on creativity. And he literally paused and he looked at me like full stop. He looked at me and he goes, wait, you guys are both creatives and that's what you came up with for your (laughs) podcast title. And I'm like, uh, yeah. And he goes, I'm not getting that URL for you. (laughs) So so I'm like, okay. I, I actually, I was pissed. I was so mad about it. I'm like, we already decided in my head. I was like, we already decided the name. I don't want to have to think of another name. This is creative. <laughs> think up a whole something. So anyway, I, we could have, you and I could have put our heads together, but I'm like, you know what? I just want this done. I want I'm going to sit down and I'm not leaving this computer until I do it. And I would say that's an assignment. That's creativity on demand. So I start I I relaxed myself first because I'm like, okay, I know nothing comes unless I, you know, chill out or whatever. So as I, as I'm settling into the process, the creative process, um, and I'm switching over from being mad to being excited about what I could get out of it. Um, you know, I, I just start doing things and I think within the hour, I, I like, wrote a cup. I was like looking up synonyms da, 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 da. and within the hour I wrote something down and I paused because like, it was like my intuition knew it. It was like, ah, you know, you know, when the like sun's <laughs> rays come down and everything is in sync and you know, all the, all the things are like, there's angels and whatever, you know? So, 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 and I said, I have it like a yell. What? And I said, a creative affair. And then I messaged you and you said, you have instantly, because I, re- I tried to remember this, um, you have like instantly won me over or something like that. You had like instantly, <laughs> you were like, I'm done. So anyway, I, I think there are times where we can push ourselves to be creative. It's not really what I had planned on doing, but I, you know, I think we can, I think we can do this. One of my friends, um, Fred, together for many, many years when I was a very young man and we facilitated lots of leadership and teamwork. Um, training courses for corporate groups. And we used to talk about, you know, the secret to change. You know, how do we actually change as people? And his answer was always, um, it's desire. Our motivation, we can, um, you know, we can give up addictions, we can change our behaviours, we can reshape ourselves if and only if we have a big enough desire to actually make those changes and shifts. And listening to that story again, that, um, and I'm really, it makes me smile and giggle each time about it. And I, I absolutely love our name. And that's why I, I just grabbed on the whole thing instantly. And, um, but uh, it was this, you, you know, you had this little moment of like, oh my God, he's right. And you have a little tantrum. <laughs> like yes. I would, uh, I'd be stamping my feet and, and jumping up <laughs> and down. And then, you know, right, I'm going to sort this out now. And you've made that huge commitment to change and to do something and to force yourself to, to actually work it. And, uh, you know, creativity on demand is actually often a decision uh, and, a, and a huge decision to actually make something happen. And I think those of us that have become comfortable with this over a long period of time have learnt to trust our decision-making and our processes to know that we will get there once we put our heads down 
And, and I found this when I've been, again, teaching art and creativity with my students and they go, well, you know, show us right now <laughs> and you put on the spot and I actually start with the same process that I'm trying to teach them. Like, oh, well, what are you noticing? How are you feeling? What's capturing your attention? Um, what's pulling you? We don't have to start with a masterpiece. We start with taking risks and having fun and exploring things that are attracting our attention. The idea as we work on it and explore it and experiment and play with it starts to turn into something that is better or it fails. And uh, uh, occasionally it, or often, more often than not, it actually doesn't end up anywhere and you start again or you end up some in another place. But making one piece of art or a, a creative act kickstarts this sort of process in our minds and we become more relaxed in it. And then the next time we do it, which is straight away afterwards, we get another one and then another one and another one. It's like your ideas for the podcast title. It took an hour of brainstorming and mind going all over the place and you're in that mode until you find an answer that is satisfactory or absolutely brilliant, like in this particular case. <laughs> Thanks. I'll take the brilliance of it. <laughs> you know, I did have, I love that you talk about decision making because in that moment when he was like, nope, not going to do it, I did have multiple decisions. Like one of my decisions, well, the decision I made was to just sit down and do it. Um, and I could have said, you know what, I'm tired tonight. I'm going to let myself sleep on it because that feels like, uh, that feels like the best way to go about this right now with the energy that I have. Um, because you know, there's not, I'm not always going to have the time and energy to, um, to do what I want right then. A lot of times I can let things sit if, if I have time. <laughs> Um, I can let things sit for a little bit, let them percolate. And I could have slept and, and decided to come back to it the next morning when I had a chance to kind of let it be for a little bit. And then I could decide to be creative on demand. So, or I could have come to you and said, Hey, let's, let's do this together. When can we meet? You know what I mean? <laughs> My mean husband says we have to change it. <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. But, but we do have it, there are multiple decisions that we make when, you know, when we're in this process. Um, I want to bring up, since we're talking about like the creative life, um, I think at some point we should discuss what happens when you just don't feel like being creative on demand and you really kind of need to. So I think we'll definitely touch on that, but, um, go for a walk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. That's our answer to a lot of things. <laughs> Let's just go for a walk, be in nature, take a breather. Yep. Take um, a breather. Right. So I had I had a conversation with a friend of mine. I mentioned this earlier, and she she used to, she can still, but uh it's not how she makes her living now. But she used to make these designs um for this company, this like scrapbooking company. And 
she and I went to lunch and she sent me a message later talking about this creativity on demand. And I wrote down a little, I'm going to pull up her quote, my friend Colette. I love this because able to, in her work life, uh, do this. And she said, I had to create a work life that allowed, that allowed the rise and fall of creativity. And she also said it was her superpower to leave room for like the ebb and flow of creativity. Like sometimes we think we're going to go, okay, I'm going to work from, because that's what people do. And that's not always how it works. Right. So she just left her schedule more flexible so that when the creativity when she could feel the creativity come, she could just work for like however many hours straight that she needed to, because it would just come. And Len, you know what that feels like when you get this creative bug and it, I don't even know if it's a bug, but it it's this like energy and we just create and create and create. And it's almost it, not limitless, but it, it, we, we um, can spend so much time doing this. And that's what she allowed herself to do. I think that's really important to, give yourself the flexibility. If you have a business or a creative life where you need to create, you've set yourself up where you kind of need to be creating on demand. How could you create, like sculpt your time in a way that is flexible for you to do that? I think we both do this, Len. It's about space, isn't it? Like you you need to have um, free space to, um, perform, which means pushing away other sorts of things in your life, um, other thoughts in your mind at the time. But one of the things here that, uh, a, a additional and an amateur additional has to turn up and perform, uh, whereas an amateur has the luxury and it is a luxury to be able to perform only when they um, are ready or would like to. And listening to um, experts who are professionals, you know, they do have to follow their rhythms and when the ideas come and all those sort of things. I, I, I'm, I'm still quite a fan of Rick Rubin and uh, he talks about, you know, nurturing these ideas and living it as a life and as a professional. Uh, it's not just the matter that he can moment. He actually lives it full time because it's, uh, it's everything. Uh, he, it, he, it sounds like he puts absolutely everything else aside, uh, to create, uh, an incredible space for him, um, to be creative. Like even how he starts his day, you know, he gets up and, um, goes and sits in the sun and, um, uh, uh, relaxes and starts preparing his mind and um, working on preparation for this creative space. Gosh, so much of what we talk about has to do with our minds first, even though we're talking about uh, doing things, either, you know, making things, writing, visual art, whatever it is, you know, it really does all mind in so many ways. Um, I think also, I think the other component to besides space is trust space. Then we want to trust ourselves to actually do the thing that self-confidence to know 
really that we're going to do it. (laughs) I, so many times Mm. I'm like, I know I'm going to sit down and do this. Like, I know I'm going to do it. It's interesting. I was uh, actually uh, ruminating on exactly the same thing about uh, it's a decision, it's a knowing. So uh, the two of them go hand in hand that one is I'm going to make space for this to happen. Um, And, you know, extra things like a deadline can be very helpful or pressure that I have to perform. So uh, having an audience, uh, like as a classroom, um, uh, having a deadline to write an article for a magazine actually adds this extra bit of pressure to things. But the confidence is is a mind game, isn't it? And uh, at the beginning, when I said I have all these tricks, uh, I think that we develop a whole set of assumptions and tricks around uh, a way of working that uh, inspires us to keep going and to to get to this point where creativity really flows out. Uh, I I think we're creative all the time and we're, we're capable of creating time. I think it's our mind that gets in the way with this thing, oh, I can't do it or uh, it's too hard. Even speaking is creative, isn't it? Like, There's so many creative decisions that we have every moment of our lives um, with what's going on around us that uh, if we can figure out how do we get the, the ball going for us. One of my favourite ones uh, with um, photography is to just start. So you don't have to make high quality work at the beginning, uh, even giving yourself permission not to even produce high quality work and just to enjoy what you takes away some of those pressures and that, and that mental game. Like the, the 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 more we can free our mind from um, uh, these self imposed rules, which uh, weigh us down, the better off. That's what makes someone uh, incredibly creative is that they've learnt to trust um, this process and just to dive in and go with it and to see where it takes them. And it's a, such a beautiful thing to watch and experience or to um, to be a part of, isn't it? Absolutely. We've got like several factors, decision-making, space, trust, energy, like do you have actually physical energy to like concentrate on it, to like be awake, to do the work, you know, or whatever, whatever it is physically that you need. I mean, we're all humans, so we need that. Stimulation. Stimulation could be another word that we could, uh, somewhere I, I came across, uh, uh, I don't even know who it was or where this idea came from, but it was a musician. And uh, this particular musician in the morning uh, followed, um, would just take a, a, a music randomly that um, through someone else's inspiration. And uh, I can easily modify this to an artist. Like, you, you know, I, I could ask you, Brie, who's your favorite artist? And then I could go and actually research who your favorite one is. Then this, this musician was saying once he found that one, one artwork, the musical artwork, the musical performance, would then follow suggestions, AI suggestions, obviously through, um, you know, anything like that, and try and um, 
Uh, he actually said he, he did a hundred songs. I don't know how you'd possibly fit that in. That seems like a very long period of time, but would actually follow that genre and uh, what what other people are listening to around that particular person to be immersed in it and actually try to understand uh, the the structure underneath of, of how that sort of music was tying together for inspiration to go off um, later in the day and make their own work. So studying other people's creativity became their motivator and uh, their sparks with intent to, to go off and do that. So there's also a measure of like banking inspiration so that when we want to be creative on demand, we have more to pull from. Yes, and also a deeper understanding of um, our genres that we work in. The, the more information that we can throw in, the the better off we are. And um, from the moment we're born, like a huge sponge taking in information and, and making rules and assumptions about how the world works. So we can, like, that's, that's our survival mechanism um, to understand things. And art's no different to that, is that we, the more we feed in and the more we try to understand, the better we understand it. Um, the easier it is to access and uh, to to play with our own creativity. It's a, it's an education. It's like a huge, huge bucket that we keep throwing all these ideas in and uh, the deeper it is and the fuller it is, uh, more interesting uh, the new combinations that we can pull out ourselves. I love it. Has there ever been a time that you've wanted to create and you can't? That you're just like, I really want to be doing this right now. I'm trying to force myself to be creative on demand and it just doesn't come. Can you think of a time? I'm trying to think. Of course I can. I've had um, breakdowns where I've, you know, curled up on the bed and I'm a sobbing mess and I haven't been able to do myself. I was ruminating only uh, yesterday or thinking about that sometimes when I'm really upset... I actually suddenly start making really incredible leaps in my art as I turn to it as an escapism. And uh, I was thinking about that uh, quite strongly. Like uh, I feel like I've gone through a change in my art quite recently and it was actually started when I was in a bad place. And uh, uh, I know I was blocked up in the creative. I thought I was. So when I think uh. about it, like, oh, you were so blocked up, you couldn't get your art. You know, it was all this time on the bed curled up in a mess and, you know, suffering from anxiety and depression and a bit of a breakdown. And yet when I did start, when as I was playing with these things, I actually made these uh, momentous leaps and, and shifts in my work. Um, it's like it added extra depth to my work somehow. So I, I think often we... We can blame that we're this idea that we're not creative or that we haven't got space and uh, our minds are still working on it because we love it. And there's these uh, major changes still happening even when we think we're not. So that's one True. example of uh, 
being in that weird, weird, weird space? I can think of maybe a time, um, you know, I'm an out, I, I do a lot of outside photography and, and I, you know, landscape and nature photography is so interesting because you have to go to it and it doesn't come to you, not necessarily, you know, like you don't just create a studio and you're subject like, you know, so (laughs) there's Momo. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's just a kind of an interesting genre in that way. And, um, many times, well, okay. Not many times. I have been out landscape. I'm thinking of the dunes in particular. You guys know I love the dunes. But if there's if there's some special conditions, like I can think of a time where the, you know, I'm out on the dunes and the wind is blowing and I'm like, I have to get some kind of great photograph of this. Like these are special conditions. You know what I'm talking about, Lynn. Like everything is amazing. And you're like, why can't you, I've got to get something good. Right. And I think that's the pressure. And I know we've had a conversations before, but I also think though, with being creative on demand, like somehow, somehow I'm like expecting myself to make something because that is a limited time. Those conditions are going to go away. The sun's going to go down. I'm, I don't know how long. Right. And so it's, there's a time constraint there. And in, in that time, I want to create. And if I, I know, I know there've been times that it's taken me a while to really relax and get into it because I have put that pressure on myself. And it is when I do those things, like you talked about, like giving myself space, like being more open, trusting myself. That's when I'm able to then do the create, you know, creating on demand because I know that it's kind of weird because it really does work counterintuitively. Like we think somehow if we don't put pressure on ourselves to create, if we like, let me rephrase this. We think somehow if we put pressure on ourselves to create that, that is what like really like almost in a negative wave, like I have to do this, it has to be done, that that's what's going to make it work. But really it's when we back off ourselves leave the space and have all the trust, like stepping out off of something and you know, you like, or like, um, you go down the basement stairs and you know, there's a step right there, like, but you have to trust that it's there and you can't see it. (laughs) Uh, so that's when we're able to then do it. It's, it's, it's a really interesting, you know, phenomenon. And then being able to have the time and space to ride your creativity like my friend did, like my friend does. You know, she told me the story about how time and space, you know, to ebb and flow that she would sometimes not create for days. And then all of a sudden she needed to create a bunch of things all in one like day or two. And she would just sit down. She would know and she would feel it. She would feel it coming on and she would work for hours and hours and get all the stuff done. Colette, if you're listening, I hope I told that right. You can correct me if I'm wrong and I will fix it <laughs> on the next podcast. But anyway, that sounds right to me. And it's it, it's interesting that she created that space where she was able to do that. So um, where were we going? Telling stories about where um, we have encountered these blocks or these times where we felt that we couldn't create on demand. 
I get uh, lost I've got in a lovely story. one. <laughs> yeah, well, get that's lost. good. It's part of the storytelling is such an I important know. part, and it's that's that it's such a feature of what we uh, have on this podcast is listening is a listing from each other and trying to learn from them and uh, uh, pull out this gleaming of understanding. And I think one of the huge benefits of storytelling is, um, oh, I'm not alone. <laughs> other people have these thoughts and other people have um, these blocks or, hey, that's how they get around it. That's really fascinating. Maybe I should try that and giving things a go. And uh, maybe you'll find a, a, a tiny little key that unlocks a little bit more creativity for you. Agreed. I was thinking about a, a trip I'd made to Tasmania. Uh, Lurita is, I can't even pronounce the Indigenous name very well. Um, uh, when I was in my uh, late 20s, so in I think that was in um, 1998 or something, uh, I went down with my large format camera to photograph Bean to be took, you know, a, a few hundred dollars a film. In those days was a lot for me. And I drove down with my truck and I took it across on a ferry to get there so to wander around. And uh, for the first week almost, I just couldn't find a photograph. Like the whole new place and uh, this, um, this strange, strange location, the light was sunny every day, there was no rain or wet, like everything. And I hadn't found the, the spaces that had spoken to me. And I actually remember walking up this riverbed and uh, uh, I found between two giant boulders a whole series of little rocks that had been crushed between these two boulders and there were cracked pebbles in there. And I, I, I took this first photograph and um, I still really love this photograph because it becomes a symbol. I don't know if it's any good or not, but it's a symbol of this moment. Half an hour fiddling around with my big camera, trying to get it all in focus and capture the pressure of these two rocks and these little and this, I think it was just one or two, but it's, they're actually cracked by the pressure of these big stones. And I call it stoned as, a, as an artwork. And I took Maybe that Maybe that photo. described your physical condition. Just kidding. <laughs> no, no. I don't mix, uh, never, I've learned that a very long time ago that uh, don't mix anything else with your art. Uh, that's actually a recipe for um, a mess for me. Uh, well, actually anything like that's a mess in the long run, so get rid of that out of your life. Um, that was my learnings. Life, life lessons <laughs> yeah, deep from Len. Life lessons, uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Give all that stuff away and uh, forget about that part of your uh, uh, your younger years. But um, the reason it became a symbol is that it unlocked me, it unblocked me. And from that moment, like as soon as I took one, I looked around and I found another photo. And, um, that day I maybe took three or four photos. And then by the end of my month, I was running around madly trying to fit as much in as I could before I was leaving. And I was producing lots and lots of art lots of beautiful photographs, well, beautiful in my mind, and that's all that matters really. 
I was so blocked up because I was running around looking for the perfect one and it wasn't fitting my imagination and it wasn't what I was expecting or what I wanted to take or it didn't match the other artwork that I'd seen and the beauty in the place and I was expecting something else and I had to let all that go to find uh, my own uh, interactions with the locale, with the area, um, find my own work and, and start to unpack my own groove um, there. Like it just didn't happen. I just couldn't put it on in demand uh, when I was that age. But now I, I, know, I, I know to just go and start. I know that there's worth spent first day just sitting there, uh, decompressing, unwinding, uh, connecting with the, the place, uh, uh, allowing the thumb and the rest of my life to leave me to create this space for the art. And as you said, you know, I'm going to the, to this location. I'm the visitor I'm that has to adjust. I'm the one that has to learn to listen, to see and to feel and uh, allow the artwork to come. I have to create this beautiful space. And I love that you, because you plan time before a lot of, as much as you can, right? Like to have a day ahead of time. Like if you're doing a, a workshop or a retreat or something, you try and get there early so that you can settle into it and, yes, and yeah. allow yourself the time for that, right? To Tasmania on on. Sunday, I start my four days to get there. Now, I could hop in a plane and be there in two hours. Like it's not very hard to get there, but I actually choose to go slowly. So um, I'd take two days to drive one day um, to get to Melbourne and then I catch an overnight ferry and then I arrive and I've got a whole day while I'm there to start to decompress and find myself and go out and explore and then spend another day and then the next day I pick up my clients and then we, we drive for another half a day and we might we, we stop and take photos on the first afternoon as a warm-up. So pairing. Uh, and then while I'm there, I've organised so that we're in our the absolute best possible location um, to be peaking when we're peaking creatively. So... Mm. Uh, I can feel this sort of warming up and it matches group theory that we have this really high performance to end up in this oh, this sad sort of moment that the whole group's going to break apart and, and go home. Like if it's a five-day course, um, Thursday I take my best work every single time. Like I, I, it builds up and so I plan the whole trip to be in the best possible location when I'm hitting my peak. Um, time and I warm up getting ready for that. This takes time to pay attention to yourself and figure out how you want to work. Like, like you know, if if you do have, if you are in a space or need to. By the way, I never think we need to do anything. It's always a want. <laughs> if you think you need to do something, make a schedule a coaching appointment with me. <laughs> I'm just. But no, you're when, not kidding. We do want no, you to make I, an appointment with Brie, and that's a beautiful <laughs> thing to do. You should be <laughs> right. Here's the thing: is all the things that we're talking about, 
is because we have done this work in our brains and there's just multiple ways to go about it, you know? So, you know, Len is saying to start, but that's just helping you ease into it. We always, we always need to be, um, need, do you like that? I said that we want to be working on uh, what's going on in our minds because that is what's going to help us enjoy what we're doing and make it so much more fun and make, you know, have there be less pressure and all of those things. So that's why we talk so much about our brains here. But yes, if you find yourself stuck, absolutely. Absolutely. Go, go, you'll find me anywhere. We always talk about, you can go to my website and make an appointment with me. Um, and, and now where was I? <laughs> There's two things there. One is understand ourselves better. Yes. And the other one is understand the world better. Like the, we, we work on both of those in unison and, uh, that's what we keep coming back to talking about. It's so much of it's um, our mind game. And then uh, uh, the other way to improve is to improve our understanding of what's going on our, uh, of the world. You know, I was going to mention one more thing about, uh, about this idea, um, I find, and you, you were just talking about how you kind of set yourself up for success, like that you can end up creating kind of on demand because you're in the place and you want to be creating. And so you're, you're demanding your, your brain and your creative, you know, your creative intuition to do things. Uh, I think part of that is doing it on purpose and like on purpose, this is the time I'm going to do it. And I just think taking a big breath. Like you talked about space, I think having a big deep breath actually signals to your brain to cr to create that space. And because sometimes I I could see myself like after I got mad at my husband and I'm like, okay, well now I'm going to go do this. I could actually see. I don't even know if I did this, but because I put this into practice, I could see myself doing this. Where I'm like, wait a minute, hi Momo. Where I'm like, wait a minute. They're like, I literally need to reset my brain. And so having, doing some sort of either taking some deep breaths or doing a quick breathing exercise or taking a very short walk, just resetting your brain so that you can do that and put yourself in a space where you can be creative on demand, I, I think can be really important. It's a, a magical place to be able to understand how you work to Use that to your advantage. So much about it is preparation, isn't it? Like it, yes. it's, it's you're preparing yourself for it, getting ready. It's still almost Eve. I'm preparing right now to create that space by getting on top of all my work so that I, if I don't actually have a huge to do or be thinking about that I, I can emotionally and mentally free for the next, the next job. And uh, my, like my job is to look after people and take them and so that they have a wonderful experience. And, uh, but in that process, I end up making really beautiful art and uh, I'm so pleased with what I do for work. It's uh, the most amazing thing. And as you do it and as you create the space and set yourself up, more and more and more, then you'll be able to do it more often. Like I'm thinking about, uh, a guest that we are going to have on the podcast. I don't know when, but hey, we haven't recorded with him yet, but he literally is creating in the moment. 
And um, I think it'll be really a really interesting conversation, but he's always creating on demand and creating right then. And so he's always got to be kind of mentally ready. I think we should ask him about this. Like, how does he, how does he set himself up to do that? If I remember, I'm going to take a note of this question to ask him. <laughs> it's, it's such a common comment, isn't it? Show up and be present. Mm-hmm. So when people say about, you know, you've got to show up to, to make art, um, showing up, it just isn't just turning up physically. They're actually talking about this, uh, a mental space that you're going into that, uh, you need to clear away. Taking the big deep breaths is a way of, um, centering yourself. It's becoming, uh, a way of connecting with your body again, isn't it? Uh, and while you while you're taking the deep breath in and you're letting it out, you're stopping your mind and concentrating on the breathing. That's the magic of it. Uh, you're actually reconnecting with your body and freeing your brain thoughts that are going on, and it's a it becomes a trigger, doesn't it? Yeah. To to put you into this this space, and so many people use triggers. Um, or, you know, little ceremonies um, like, well, as a musician, you might practice your scales before a performance like this, you, you know, you might even say thank you to your mother or something like this. There's, there's so many different ways of triggering this um, and the headspace is being present, isn't it? Emptiness. Yeah. yeah. And like in the, in the example of my friend Colette, being able to be able to do that when you know it's you know when it 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 appears it's interesting this whole conversation about creativity on demand um it's 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 more than just being able to um uh switch it on when we need it isn't it it's a uh, setting ourselves up it's preparing ourselves it's making space uh, it's uh, so many of the topics that we've been talking about over um, over all our episodes, uh, so that when we look at someone and it appears from the outside that they just turn creativity on whenever they want, um, there's actually a huge amount going on behind the scenes to to be able to do that, and they've learnt uh, all these different tricks and techniques to do so, and uh, uh, we all have this ability. Uh, to get to this place where it, it, it looks like, um, hey, Brie, you're just creative all the time. I don't know how you do it. And it's, well, we live our lives um, around creativity and we make it a, a priority and uh, a very big part of our lives. So, yeah, absolutely fascinating conversation today, isn't it? Yes. And at last, I will say if you want to be creating on demand and it's just not working for you, just give yourself, cut yourself some slack. Give yourself some love. It doesn't always work the way we want it to. (laughs) And that's also okay. The more we, the more we do it, the better we'll get at it. So. Mm. I always tell people um, when they come away with me for a trip or something or a workshop, I give yourself permission not to make beautiful art this week. Make your experience mm-hmm. and um, a playful one and an experimental one and see what you can walk away with 
as a learner and developing your practice and uh, uh, give yourself permission to leave without any beautiful artworks. And it's fascinating because the moment that people let go of making the beautiful artworks, the beautiful artworks just flow through. It's it's magic. It is magic. Our it mind, is magic. I've, uh, our minds, how our minds work is just absolutely magically, incredibly beautiful uh, so instruments that we have. And it's our biggest tool, isn't it? Our mind. Absolutely. 100%. 1,000%. That's what I meant let's to say, 1,000%. Let, let's do an episode on that too. <laughs> okay. Write it down. I don't know what that is, but just write that down. <laughs> All right. Uh, I have to go to dinner. So we're going to end the episode. <laughs> I'm going to dinner with my friends. It's fun. I don't know what it is, but hopefully it's shepherd's pie. <laughs> ah, that sounds lovely. You can... um you can enjoy the potato peel um, society <laughs> with a, a, a lovely um, meal over something special. Yes. Well, what a fabulous episode, Bree. And um, thanks for um, inspiring this uh, interesting conversation on creativity uh, as part of our affair. Uh, That's right. <laughs> it's our affair. All right, everyone. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye, y'all. Thank you for joining us in our creative affair. If you love the passion we bring to this creative content, please support the podcast by sharing with a friend, subscribing, and leaving us a review. To find out more about Len, including his photography, Len's journal, an inspiring quarterly publication, tours, workshops, and his new art school, The Artist Club, visit lenmetcalf.com. For more about me, Bree Stockwell, visit creativemindscoach.com. There you can subscribe to my Monday motivation emails, learn more about creative coaching, check out my online portfolio and access searchable transcripts of these episodes. See you next time.